0: You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. Good morning. Can I be honest with you guys just for a second? Uh, This is the first Easter that I can remember that I haven't actually met corporately with other people In a building uh, for Easter service. And although it's awkward and it's different for some of us, you know the amazing thing? The amazing thing is there's so many different people in so many different places all tuning in around the country and around the world, and we're all celebrating the same thing this morning. The stone has been rolled away. The tomb is empty. Jesus is risen. And Man, how amazing is that? That changes everything this morning. That trumps everything this morning. Everything is about King Jesus. And that's the reason why over the last few weeks, we've been looking at who Jesus says he is. And this morning, we're going to continue on in our victory series. And we're going to look at another I Am statement that Jesus made. And this is found in John chapter 11. And it fits perfectly for this weekend. Uh, on this Easter Sunday. So if you, if you join me, John chapter 11, verse 25 says this, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. So what is the resurrection? I think that's an important question for us to answer this morning. I think that in order to move forward with Jesus's statement that I am the resurrection and the life, we must first understand what, a resurrection is, and I'm a simple guy, I'm not the most intelligent, so I'm going to keep it simple with you this morning. Resurrection is simply something that has died coming back to life, something that has died coming back to life. And when Jesus made this statement, he said it in the context of a much broader story. See, a guy named Lazarus had died, and he didn't stay dead. And I want us to read that story together this morning. Then I want us to look at three different ways we can die on the inside and how Jesus can take what's dead and bring it back to life. So John chapter 11, let's start in verse 1. It says, Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. This was bad news in the middle of a pretty good life. And unfortunately, while some of you are celebrating some pretty good things in this season of life, there are others of you who are hurting. Some of you have heard some very bad news just like this. The one you love is ill. Maybe someone you were close to is very sick. Or maybe you've heard the job you love is going away or your dream marriage has become your worst nightmare. You know what I'm saying? You've, you've received some some pretty bad news in the middle of a maybe pretty good life. You've, you've heard something that just isn't favorable. Now, in the middle of this, Jesus says something profound. Look at verse four. He, it says, but when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. See the very thing you would never want to happen. God is going to bring glory to Himself through the worst news you could ever imagine. And I want to come back to this verse in a little uh, in a little, little while. But let me give you a quick. Summary of verses 5 through 14, you could go back and read it a little later. You can follow along while I give you the cliff notes. But basically, everyone is believing Jesus is going to do something. They believe that Jesus is coming to help. But what does he do? Nothing. For two days, he does absolutely nothing. He just hangs out. So while everybody else is freaking out, Jesus is hanging out. And then when two days past, Jesus says to his disciples, hey, let's go back to Judea. They say, no way, no way. If you go back, everyone will try to kill you. And you know what? They were right. That was true. But Jesus says, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep and I need to go wake him up. Now, metaphor alert here, because Jesus is really saying, hey, Lazarus is dead and I need to go bring him back to life. And what I want us to do this morning is look at three different characters in this story. I want us to look at Thomas, one of the disciples, Mary, one of the sisters, and Martha, the other sister. We're going to see three different ways that they were dying on the inside. And maybe in this season of your life, you can relate to one of these things they were going through. And if not in this season, then maybe at some point in your life. But let's start with Thomas. Some of you can relate to Thomas. If you're taking notes this morning, write this down. Thomas was dead in his doubts. Number one is this, we can be dead in our doubts. After all, this is doubting Thomas, right? All throughout scripture, we see doubt creep in to his life. In fact, in verse 16, right here in John chapter 11, we see this. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. So, not only is he doubting Thomas, in this this instance, he's sarcastic doubting Thomas. But how many of you guys would be honest this morning and say that you've had spiritual doubts at some point in your life? Just raise your hand up really high. Come on, raise your hand up. So, for those of you who aren't raising your hands, you can just sit there and polish your halo while I talk to the normal people in the room. But here's the deal everybody that I know at some point, prayed some prayer and believed God could and thought he would and he didn't. Doubt consumed their thoughts. Why didn't he do this? Or maybe you grew up with a real simple faith and someone you're really close to, someone you really care about, mentioned to you that all this Jesus stuff is fake, that Christianity isn't real, that the Jesus stuff didn't really happen and you were overcome with doubts. Or perhaps you believed in God And something really, really bad happened to you or to someone that you really cared about. And you thought, if God is so good, why did he let that happen? And suddenly you're like Thomas. There's something on the inside that's a little bit dead in your doubts. Or maybe some of you are more like Mary. You're not dead in your doubts, but if you're taking notes this morning, number two is this you're dead in your discouragement. You don't see anything good happening and you can't seem to catch a break. In verse 20, we see a discouraged sister in Mary. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But what did Mary do? It says, but Mary remained seated in the house. She's like, why bother? I don't even need to go out there. There's, there's nothing that can be done at this point. It's over. He's already dead. And some of you, if you're honest this morning, this is exactly where you are. You think, I can't change anything now. I'm always going to feel alone. I'm always going to be depressed. I'm always going to be stuck at this dead-end job. I'm never going to have the marriage I thought I would have. I'm just stuck, discouraged. That may be where some of you are right now. You're not going to show it. It's Easter, right? Maybe you dressed up a little bit uh, like me. See, my nice shirt. Maybe you are good with the Christian talk. How are you? You know, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm doing great. I'm blessed. Glory to God. Christ is risen. You're smiling on the outside, but on the inside, you're really, really discouraged. So this morning, some are dead in your doubts. Some are dead in your discouragement. Martha, though, maybe you can relate to her. If you're taking notes, Martha was dead in the delay. Martha was dead in the delay. God just took too long. Jesus should have been there earlier. Why did he take so long? In verse 17, we see this. It says now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Why does the amount of time matter? See, back then it was it was believed that when someone died, their spirit would hang around for three days. And they would just kind of just hang around close by in case whoever died decided to come back to life, the spirit could just jump in there body. So Ashley and I used to watch a show called Ghost Whisperer. And this this happened on that show when someone died, their spirit would hang around, but instead of jumping back into their own body, they would jump into someone else's body. It's pretty crazy. How many Princess Bride fans do we have? Raise your hand. Okay. I want to show you a, a really quick clip from Princess Bride. So in Martha's mind, Lazarus wasn't just mostly dead, right? He was all the way dead. He was dead, dead. He was dead, and then some. So dead was he that later in the story, Martha tried to describe how his body would smell. And in the King James Version, God blessed the way the King James translators translate the Bible. But Martha described the smell. She said, By this time he stinketh. That's how dead Lazarus was. He wasn't just kind of dead, he was dead, dead. He was stinketh dead. Verse 21, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. In other words, you took too long. Why didn't you take care of this when you had the chance? Why didn't you take care of this when you could have done something? And some of you can relate to that this morning. You feel dead in the delay. You're waiting on answered prayer. You're waiting on some result. See, I know a lot of Christian girls who are who are serving Jesus and want to get married. And you're like, I'm faithful to God and and I really want to get married and all my friends are, are going to the clubs and getting jiggy with it and I'm not getting jiggy with it, but they're all getting married and I'm not getting married. Why am I always the bridesmaid and never the bride? And you feel dead in the delay. I know some married couples who are praying for a baby and they just can't seem to conceive. Everyone around them seems to be having triplets. And they're sitting and crying out to God, why? We are praying and believing for a child, but it's not happening. Why, God? Some of you are praying for someone you love to experience the goodness of God, to truly know God's love. And the harder you pray, the more it seems they get farther and farther away from God. I know there are some of you praying and believing that God could actually heal someone. And I believe we serve a God who says all things are possible through him. But you're praying and you're praying and you're praying and nothing is changing. You feel dead in the delay. If that's you this morning, if that's you today, hear me. God's delays are not always God's denials. Just because he hasn't done something doesn't mean that God isn't still in control. He has a plan that he may be glorified in the future through the very thing that you're going through today that you would never want to go through. Can I show you something this morning? Let's look at verse 22. It says, but even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Even though we are dead in our delay, we are dead in our discouragement, we are dead in our doubts, even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Some of you need to have an even now moment with God. You're stuck. You're dead on the inside because of the circumstance and situation of your life. You need to let your faith come alive this morning and believe that even now, all things are possible with God. Somebody say it with me, even now. I know I can't hear any of you this morning, but work with me. Everyone listening today, say it with me, even now. Even now, when you are discouraged, the presence of God can come in and build your faith. Even now, when you feel all alone, like there's no one there, the presence of the Holy Spirit can come in and give you peace that surpasses all understanding. Even now, our God can come into your jacked up family and bring healing and harmony and restoration and forgiveness. Even now, when things look impossible, we serve a God who says all things are possible Even now, when your heart may be cold and callous to the things of God, in a moment, God can soften your heart and draw you into his presence. Even now, when there is something dead, the resurrection power of Christ can bring it back to life. Look what Jesus says in verse 23. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. If you believe that this morning, just give God a hand clap of praise right where you are. It's just It's not just what he does, it's who he is. Write this down this morning. The resurrection isn't just what Jesus did. It's who Jesus is. Dead things don't stay dead when the resurrection walks into the room. And Jesus looks at the tomb where Lazarus is stinketh, and he said to the disciples, take the stone away. And when they did in verse 43, Jesus called out in a loud voice. Why a loud voice? I don't really know. Maybe dead people don't hear that well, but he calls out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And verse 44, the man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Let's compare this story really quickly with the story of Jesus. Lazarus is dead in a tomb. There's a stone blocking it. When Jesus shows up, he tells the disciples to roll the stone away. When Jesus is in the tomb, the women walk up wondering who is going to roll the stone away. Some of you this morning, you feel dead on the inside. You've lost faith. You've lost hope. You're dead in the delay. You're discouraged. You have doubts. You feel trapped in a tomb and you feel like you don't have the strength to roll the stone away. On this Easter day, I want you to remember that Christ has already rolled the stone away. And the same loud voice that called Lazarus out of the grave is calling out to you this morning. Come out. Come out. Your sins can be forgiven, not because you're good, but because he's good. You can be set free, not because you're strong, but because he's strong. You can feel his presence, not because you deserve it, but because He loves you that much. The resurrection is not what He does. It's who He is. And why does any of this matter? Because God in His love and mercy did something for us that we were incapable of doing on our own. He became one of us. God in the flesh, born of a virgin. He lived a perfect, sinless life so that He could be the lamb without spot or blemish or wrinkle. He could be the perfect sacrifice for our sins on the cross when He suffered a brutal death at the hands of creation. He looked up to the Father and said, I did what you sent me to do. It is finished. Into your hands I commit my spirit. And the earth shook and went dark and everyone who had hoped that He was really the Messiah, they had to feel some despair and some darkness in their own hearts. They didn't realize it was just Friday, but Sunday was coming. Ultimately, God was glorified through the death of Jesus when he was raised back to life, defeating death once and for all. Some of you are stuck in your circumstance. You're stuck in your situation. It's time for you to have an even now moment. I'm telling you that everything revolves around Jesus. It's about the cross. It's about the death and the resurrection of our King. And I don't want you to misunderstand me this morning. When you begin to follow Jesus, I'm not telling you that everything is perfect. That's not the truth. But here's the truth. God will bring glory to himself through circumstances and situations that we never would want to go through on our own. He's that good. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Some of you, you are dead in sin this morning. That's what the Bible says. But because of what He did, and not because we deserve it, not because we could earn it, your sins can be forgiven and you can be made brand new. It's called the gospel, it's the good news. God did something that we couldn't do ourselves because He is that good and He loves us that much the tomb is empty he is risen and that changes everything jesus says i am the resurrection and the life whoever believes in me will never die and this morning i want to give you the opportunity i want to give you the opportunity to respond to the spirit this morning man. maybe you can relate To some of these characters. Maybe you can relate to Thomas this morning and you're just dead in your doubts. Maybe you've, you've gotten some pretty bad news recently and you just, you're dead on the inside in your doubts. Or maybe you can relate to Mary and you're dead in your discouragement this morning. You just feel stuck in life where you are in every relationship at your job, whatever it may be. That's just your situation, your circumstance this morning and you're just dead in your discouragement or maybe some of you can relate to martha and god just hasn't showed up when you thought he should and you're dead in the delay this morning or maybe just maybe you've never began to follow jesus and you're dead in your sin and the bible tells us that the bible's clear the bible says that we've all fallen short of god's glory and there's nothing that we could do on our own and we, we touched on that last week that the law reveals our guilt and we're guilty but this morning because jesus is the resurrection and dead things can't stay dead when the resurrection walks into the room man this morning i'm i just i'm pleading with you i'm crying out with you that you don't You don't leave wherever you are without being obedient to the Spirit. Maybe you don't even know what that means. Maybe you're just sitting there and your heart's beating really fast and it's about to just bust out of your chest and you're you're not really sure what that means. I just want to encourage you to reach out. I want to encourage you to, to reach out to somebody and just let them know what's going on in your life and just talk through the feelings that you're having right now. Man, today is the day of salvation for some of you. Man, some of you are are dead in your doubt. Some of you are dead in your discouragement. Some of you are dead in the delay. Some of you are dead in your sin. And this morning, Jesus says, Hey, I've defeated death. I've defeated death. Man, we, we celebrate a risen Savior this morning. We celebrate a Savior that is the resurrection. That's who He is. It's not just something that He's done. He brings dead things back to life. And this morning, if you feel dead in any way, and Jesus is is calling out and saying, come out, come out. I'm going to close really quick with this. If you go back up to verse 44 it says the man who had died came out his hands and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth jesus said to them unbind him and let him go and this series is entitled victory one breakthrough at a time here's the deal man some of us were dead and we're bound With linen strips, our faces are covered with a cloth. And Jesus says, unbind him and let him go. So not only does Jesus want to bring dead things to life, he wants things to be loosened and free and to live in liberty in him. So this morning, my prayer for you is that you truly experience breakthrough. That you're no longer bound by these doubts this discouragement, the the dead and the delay. You're no longer bound by sin, but you experience life in Jesus. And the dead bones are raised to life. That's my prayer for you this morning. And even though this isn't a formal altar call or response, I I do want to give you the opportunity. So I just... I want you to reach out by email or you can shoot us a message on Facebook if you need to talk. Don't be afraid to take the next step. We're here for you. We want to be here with you. And we want to see life change take place. And we're trusting Jesus and we're praising Him for who He is, the resurrection and the life. Let's pray. God, we thank You. We thank You not only for the, the death and the sacrifice of of King Jesus, but the resurrection, the defeating death. God, it's, it's because of that that we experience life, that we have the opportunity to experience freedom. God, it's all because of your love and your grace. God, there's people who are dead in their doubt. They're dead in their discouragement. They're dead in the delay. God, they're dead in their sin. And this morning, I'm praying that you speak to hearts. God, I'm praying that this morning people make decisions to follow you. That people realize that they don't have to live in death because you are the resurrection and the life. So God, I pray that as people make decisions and people begin to take that first step of faith or that next step of faith, God, that you help us to to just be with them, to do life with them, to be with them in community, to help them take those next steps. God, help us to be a people that chase after you wholeheartedly. God, not because of an event, but because of who you are as the resurrection and the life. God, you you promise that whoever believes in you shall never die. So God, I I just pray that over everyone this morning. And thank you for loving us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.